I'm Dr. Kimberly Manning. And this is Dr. Ashley McMullen. And you're listening to the Human Doctor Podcast, where we explore the human side of medicine, along with teaching, living, learning, and all things in between. Using the power of storytelling, conversation, and connectedness. Hey, we're two dope academic internal medicine doctors, but we ain't your doctors. So if you perceive anything we say here as medical advice, no, it ain't that. Also, the things we say, they only reflect our brilliant black woman magic mind and not our employers. You could have been anywhere, y'all, but you chose to be here with us and we appreciate you. Let's Let's go. What's going on out there in sunny Oakland, Oaktown? Yes. Yes, Sorry. Let me not be be tripping. (laughs) (laughs) Although I was going to bring up the fact that the Rams did win last night. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, a city they're going to be playing in the Super Bowl, where they will precisely be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can say (laughs) I believe it's in Inglewood. That's right, baby. Mm -hmm. Inglewood, West Side. You know what it is. But I am such a fair weather fan, y'all. For real, for real. Now, like, look, if the Atlanta Falcons had been in, I would have been like, a town, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I'm claiming any city that I have ever been in. The Titans, I'm claiming Nashville. I'm claiming Atlanta. But it is special that the SoFi Stadium is legit in Inglewood, a rock's throw from where I went to high school. Yeah, that is dope. And your your sister is still in Inglewood, right? Very much so. In the house we grew up in. Yeah. So I bet she's really hype. Yes. She's a season ticket holder. So she's been um, rocking with them before it was cute. Well, shout out to Jolay and congrats on the win, especially for all the folks out in Inglewood. That's going to be an exciting game. And all the revenue it's going to bring to a city that actually at times can be resource poor. So absolutely. Shout out to Inglewood, to the hometown. Yeah. Did you learn anything this week or do you have some deep thing to share with all of us? I feel like every time I want to share something, it comes with a caveat that everybody has probably already heard of it. Okay. So y'all got to bear with me, but I'm going to be honest. You know, one of the things that I, I recognize that I sometimes fall in the trap of is reading books or listening to content or for focusing on things that I can readily like identify with. And so I finally picked up this novel by Ocean Vong. On Earth, we were briefly gorgeous. Mm. I would strongly recommend. I'm still, I still got about halfway through, but I've been reading this like for the last 24 hours, and I wish I could mm. just read it for the next 24 hours and not do anything else. It is so deeply enriching. It's just like reading poetry, but in a narrative, and it is both mm. like deeply moving and heartbreaking, and just mm. so honest. The author is um, essentially talking to his mother throughout the novel and Mm. speaking to the experience of being immigrants Mm. from Vietnam and the intergenerational trauma that came along with that. And, you know, Mm. his kind of coming into his own identity as a queer man and just all of it is just uh, so good. It sounds luscious. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. Okay. Well, I will make sure to check that out. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of things that really touched our hearts, um, have you watched Encanto yet? No, I have not. Girl. Mm -mm -mm. So I sat on my couch this weekend and logged into Disney Plus, which may or may not have been my login, but you know, (laughs) anyway, Mm -hmm. um, 
I enjoyed that so much. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed all the beautiful hues of the characters and the big noses and full lips and all the things. I just loved it. And you've probably heard people say, we don't talk about Bruno. Have you ever heard of this? Mm -mm. Okay. So we don't talk about Bruno is a central thread through the movie. Um, And there's a song that I believe is about to surpass the Frozen song, Let It Go. Um, No kidding. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. It's it's dope. It involves, uh, what's his name? Mm Lin-Manuel. It's dope. I I, I guess I, I guess I'll say, let me let you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, y'all, we will come back to um, the we don't talk about Bruno por- portion of this because I have some deep thoughts around that beyond just Disney, y'all. Mm. But, you know, that, that'll be something to make you come back to our, our podcast. How about that? Yes. Oh, man. Shout out to the doggone curb ciders. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. OK, so probably most of the people who listen to this have heard of the curb ciders. It's a. Uh, um, as they refer to themselves, the internal medicine podcast. Um, I love that <laughs> podcast, but I mean, first of all, they put out so much dope content. Um, but I want to specifically center on a recent episode that was about long COVID. Uh, it was actually hosted by Avio Glasser from Oregon Health Sciences Center, and then the guest was Dr. Monica um, Verduzco Gutierrez, and she runs a long COVID clinic down in. I believe in Texas somewhere, San Antonio, I believe it was, it was so good. So mm. much insight. It was so empathic in the way that she talked about the patients experiencing long COVID. And I, I would just share one pearl that I took away. There were many pearls, but I would just share one. And it is about how we refer to people with long COVID. So apparently the term long haulers syndrome mm-hmm. for some people, it doesn't land right. It doesn't feel affirming yeah. um, for the people who are, you know, struggling with this, these symptoms that nobody seems to understand. Yeah. And so she doesn't use the term long haulers. And I think it's kind of falling a little bit out of favor, but I still see it. And so I like that that was pointed out and it really just got me thinking a lot about ways to be more sensitive. There are a lot of individuals who had a mild case of COVID, but who have lingering things after. And it's very frustrating mm-hmm. for them. So yeah, shout out to the curbsiders. Y'all, y'all doing a great job, man. Shout out to the curbsiders. I'm gonna have to check that episode out for real. Yeah, she's dropping all the pearls, just throwing them left and right. You gotta rewind, pick one up, put it in your bag. You know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. That's my intro music for this week. That's because it is what an Ashley week. Mm -hmm. So I got my lukewarm Dunkin' Donuts coffee. (laughs) I'm sitting back in my chair. Everybody who loves an Ashley story, y'all, it's your big week. The bye week comes next week, um, <laughs> but let's make it happen. So my, my sister. Yes. What is the what? Oh, gosh, what is the what? I feel like I should be coming down the aisle like a boxer, <laughs> like ready to jump into the ring. Running through the tunnel like it's the Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> but the reality is, y'all, I have terrible insomnia <laughs> and... I'm, uh, I'm running on some fumes this morning, as Dr. Manning knows. Suffice to say, y'all going to have to work with me this morning because my brain is moving at about 0.5 speed. 
but the what. So the what is growth. And I have to apologize because we did an episode on unexpected growth. Oh, okay. And I was trying so hard to figure out something else. Okay. But, you know, you, you told the story on unexpected growth. And to me, like, this is part of a similar theme. And I think we reserve the right to reuse yeah. words. Yeah. This, we part, don't this is our it. podcast. We can do what we want to do. Exactly. <laughs> Let's bring this growth. I'm yes. ready. I'm but comfortable. I'm listening. Growth. I'm ready. Yeah. So, you know, I, I bring it back to the, the last few months of 2019. I do this often because as folks might know, like that was a time of very catalytic growth and transition for me. So the end of 2019 was when I came out of a relationship, went through a very difficult breakup, started my brand new job, changed my hair, the whole nine yards. And I actually told a little bit of this story like on the Nocturnist podcast, but just to kind of give a little bit more context. So early September, pretty soon after I ended this relationship, I had, was talking to my best friend, Amanda, and Amanda came to San Francisco to just spend some time with me that weekend because I was, I was going through it. So shout out to, to good friends who come through and are present when you need them. Shout out to Amanda. So Amanda and I, that weekend, we laughed, we cried, we had a lot of adult beverages, we partook in some substances that are legal in California, and just... <laughs> You but know, illegal in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't try to unpack or like fix things. It was just like going through a tough time. Let's just spend it together. And for that whole year prior, I had stopped chemically straightening my hair, but I had just been putting in box braids, basically like adding hair in, having it braided, and then would wear it four to six weeks, take it out, immediately put the protective style back in. Mm-hmm. So even though I wasn't straightening my hair, I wasn't really doing it. I wasn't really comfortable taking care of my natural hair. Me and Mahalia really hadn't been speaking much. (laughs) I was fearful of actually wearing it natural. And so that was the weekend when Amanda was there. She was just like, okay, let's just take down these braids and I'm going to show you how to do your natural hair, which again, sidebar, Amanda is also my natural hair mentor. Okay. Now what, what is just as another little sidebar to your sidebar, what is her hair texture? So Amanda is probably a mix of 4A, 4B. Okay. Okay. Got you. Yeah. But okay. she at that point had been natural for like over 10 years. Yeah. Before A, 4B still takes some muscle and some work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at that point, just like, you know what, I think now is the time to go ahead and rock it natural cut off all of the the straight parts, just, just get comfortable learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, for anybody, um, I mean, especially black women, but if I imagine folks for, from different hair textures can potentially relate to this. Like when you make a drastic change in your appearance, it is fraught with all kinds of emotions. Mm. And I think in particular for black women who decide to go natural, it's just kind of like going against the grain or against the norm of like what's presentable or what's, you know, normalized as being attractive, professional in society. Especially depending upon your age, right? For sure. Yeah. And so at this point, you know, I, I actually never worn my natural hair, like since I was a child. Mm. 
Um, and again, I've been wearing braids, you know, for the whole year prior to that. So it was going to be kind of something new for me. And right as I was starting in my professional career. Mm. And so I did it. I did, you know, what's called the big chop where mm-hmm. you cut off any straightened elements of your hair. Mm-hmm. And usually like it ends up being kind of like this, this tiny Afro, which is exactly what Mahalia looked like. She was, mm-hmm. she was a baby Afro. Yep. So big change from my appearance up to that point. Mm-hmm. For the next couple of weeks, I would, you know, go to work, slowly get comfortable seeing folks that I hadn't seen in a minute who were you know, making comments around, oh, you look, you look different. I haven't seen your hair like this before, but overall it was fine. It was mostly just me getting comfortable trying to learn how to take care of my hair. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of reading, a lot of time on YouTube, on blogs, like all the stuff. And one of the things that I had learned about was just like different ways of like trying to moisturize my hair mm-hmm. because that is the biggest like one of the biggest aspects of taking care of 4C hair is, Mm -hmm. you know, getting moisture into it, as we've talked about many a time. And so I had decided I was going to try something new, which is to like wet my hair at night and put like different moisturizing elements in it and then sleep like that, thinking that Mm -hmm. if I did it overnight, it would help like retain more of the moisture. Mm -hmm. So the issue with that Uh (laughs) Uh (laughs) is... When you put water in your hair, anything that contains water, water forms hydrogen bonds with like the regular bond, chemical bonds in your hair. And so it can kind of break it down and reshape it, which is why your hair looks different when it's wet. But, you know, the problem is like whatever shape it is and like when it's wet, it's like it'll dry like that. Yeah. So for instance, if you put a bunch of water in your hair and then put a bonnet on and go to sleep and you're rolling around in it all night, then the next morning it's not going to be cute. It's going to be kid and play. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Google so, that if you don't know. <laughs> so, you know, at this time, I'm still feeling like pretty emotionally fragile, trying to find confidence in a very new life circumstance. And like, mm-hmm. as I mentioned on previous episodes, feeling a little bit more isolated, lonely, and really trying to like step out in courage, but still feeling very sensitive. I woke up that morning. I actually remember the date. It was September 25th, 2019. Mm. I woke up that morning. I was in a rush because it was, it was a Wednesday, which meant I had to take the BART, which is our public transit system downtown to catch a shuttle to the main VA hospital. And so I was really pushing up against, you know, a deadline for getting out the door. And the last thing I did was pull the bonnet off to look at my hair in the mirror. And it was just matted everywhere. Gosh. And I remember distinctly like looking at myself in the mirror and I just burst into tears. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I felt (laughs) so, (sighs) what did did I even feel? I felt very unattractive. Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt like I needed someone to validate me. Mm. Mm. And it was interesting because again, that the thing that first came into my mind was, you know, my ex-partner. I feel like, you know, if I could capture what was happening in my brain and like slow it down, like the series of thoughts of just anguish, despair, insecurity, longing. Mm. And then it was this moment of realization because the Mm. clock's ticking. I got to get out the door. 
And it was just this thought that that came to me. And it was just like, nobody's coming to save you. Mm. Wow. Nobody is coming to tell you you're beautiful, Mm. that everything is going to be okay. You have to decide. Wow. You have to decide what you're going to do. You have to decide whether you are going to be beautiful. You are going to have to decide whether you are worthy enough. And you are going to have to decide whether you're going to get it together to get out this door and get to work on time. Wow. That's a word. You know, for, for me at that time, like this was, this was a big deal for the last 20 plus years, you know, I've been really operating in a mindset of, you know, what do I need to do for other people to accept me, for other people to validate me, for me to look the part, to play the role? What what do I need to talk like? What do I need to look like? This to me was the moment where it's just like, you have to decide if you're going to get it together to change and start living your life for you. So got got the hair pick, fluffed out my hair, grabbed my bag and I, I made I made the train and made the shuttle to work. Mm, mm. And what's extra special about this day it was like this was act this was the actual day that I met you. You're shitting me, really? Yes. Really? Uh, yeah, because you're gonna make me cry. We talk about I mean we talk about like the meeting that we had like that was set up. It, that was the next day. So this was actually the day that we had the residency diversity event in the evening. Yeah. Oh wow! 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 Yeah. 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 I so I remember because I, I actually had a really great day at work that morning and afternoon. And like I came back and I was actually like proud of myself mm-hmm. for making the internal decision mm-hmm. to be okay. Like I could have still like just gone to work and been sad and yeah. upset, but it really just opened my awareness to the power of growth mindset. Yeah. You know, and I went to the diversity event that evening from that place of, of well-being, of wellness, because I decided to do that. And I was able to enter that space of, of healing and acceptance and meet the Dr. Manning. <sighs> we, didn't, we didn't get to chat as much that night. There's a lot of folks who I, I know were trying to catch your ear. I, I love that that's the day I met you, actually. Mm-hmm. I remember very little from that day. And, you know, since we like to always say shout out to Amanda, the bestie. <laughs> um, and since a bestie came up, my best friend's name is Lisa. And one of the things Lisa knows about me is that I'm actually an introvert with excellent social skills. (laughs) And the worst possible circumstance you can ever put me in is a place where everybody knows each other, but I'm there and I don't know anybody. Mm. And that is exactly what that night was. It was a night where (laughs) everybody was familiar with each other. Mm -hmm. It was a warm thing because it was a, you know, resident diversity council thing. And everybody was like all in a great mood and very familiar with each other. And I was this one lone stranger. And so I was actually very, very uncomfortable at that Mm. event. Um, People weren't kind to me, but it is, it is seriously the worst possible. I'm I'm actually feeling anxious just talking about it. It's the worst possible social situation for me. So I'm like, so, so the reason I bring it up is not to divert the story to myself, but more to say, when we step into spaces, we have no idea what people are carrying into a space, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So here you were, had spent your morning weeping, almost missed your bus 
and 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 everything you describe, I mean, it, it it is so raw. I feel it for you. You know, I mean, nothing's worse than a, a breakup unraveling and flying on one wing. Mm-hmm. But you carried all of that into that space. And then if I multiply that by every single person that was in that room, they too were probably carrying something yet. Yeah, but here we were in here like smiling and yucking <laughs> it up and, you yeah. know, eating this delicious food in this house. And I was seriously, uh, my, my best friend, the whole Uber ride over there was talking me off the ledge. She was like, mm. don't be awkward. It's going to be fine. You'll be fine. Wow. Like, I don't know. Not one person in there. <laughs> But hell, you girl, you were not alone, honey. I was on the struggle too with you, girl. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. You know, I mean, of course, we spent more time the following day, but I remember, like, just loving your spirit and your hair and everything about it. I probably told you, I was like, I love your hair. <laughs> you know, we just never know what somebody is holding on to or carrying, or what kind of strong face they're putting up when they're struggling. It's just a reminder to be kind. Mm-hmm. to people. Yes. You know, suffice to say, like, I don't, <laughs> as hard as that was for myself, like, you know, it's, it's just like the, the unfortunate reality that the most substantial growth will come oftentimes from the most painful moments. Mm. And so I don't regret yes. that time. Like I can say for myself things that I wish I had done differently, mm-hmm. but I'm actually also extraordinarily grateful mm-hmm. for how that moment, that time has pushed and continues to push me to grow into who I actually am supposed to be. Yeah. The other word I thought about for this before I just piggybacked off the word that you'd already used was expansion. Oh, yeah. And how, you know, we have to kind of apply pressure in order to fully like expand. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the Grady elders say, you know, ain't no testimony without no test. Yes, ma'am. You know, yes. and that's a word right there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's so true. Like, you, you, you know, I find myself praying all the time about, you know, for God to protect me and for good things to happen and all of these things. Um, and I'm like, Lord, can you give me the lesson, but without hurting me? <laughs> <laughs> I got all kind of um, like special requests on the side. Okay, but I would like this, but, but, but wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I will also say that you should get you some head wraps just for future use. I, I hope you have some now because, mm-hmm. you know, you could have just thrown on a piece of African fabric on your head and mm-hmm. just wrap that sucker into a big knot on the top of your head and then rolled out. Yeah. But yeah, that was probably something Mahalia was not yet. We, we were barely hanging on by a thread at that point. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, low key, that is for real, like <laughs> the greatest tool in your natural hair toolkit. It, for sure. For yes. sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think one of the things I love the most about the story that you just shared is the moment when you said that the part that you realized the person who was going to save you was you. Because, you know, no amount of somebody saying the thing to you that you need to hear sticks unless you're ready to receive it, which gives me a perfect segue to go back to something you said last week, which I absolutely loved. And I wish that I thought faster and could have been like grabbed onto it is when you were talking about bell hooks mm-hmm. book, and about how when we are offered support um, um, and praise when we're doing well and when we're on top, we can take it, mm-hmm. right? 
Oh, you did a great job. Thank you. You're going to be the chief <laughs> resident. Thank you. Um, but when you are broken and you are not doing okay, um, you, you, it's harder, um, or you're just being yourself, right? Your imperfect self. Mm-hmm. It's harder to receive um, that support and that love that you deserve. But check it out. The way to be able to receive it is to give it to yourself first. Mm-hmm. That's the word right there. That is a word. Because had you not had that moment with yourself the day before, Ash, we probably wouldn't have even connected like we did. Yeah. Because in that 30-minute meeting, what I know for sure is I felt seen, you felt seen too. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want the meeting to end. So we were like, let's go have coffee. Let's go downstairs. Let's keep talking. Let's, you know. Um, But if you had been you know, in that psychologically shrunken place, right? Yep. You would have come in there with some generic ass questions for this black woman who happens to be senior to you, the standard things you would have asked me. And I would have said the standard things back. And then we would have followed each other on Twitter. And then it would have been this sort of nondescript thing where maybe I run into you at SGIM. if Your clinic schedule lets you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's dope though. Yeah, that's dope that you put the oxygen on yourself first. Yep. Well, sis, here's to more and more unexpected growth. Here's to head wraps, picking out afros, (laughs) getting plenty of restorative rest and all of the things that we need to be whole, but especially looking ourselves in the mirror and saying, you know what? I'm going to save me. Yes. Amen. Me uh, get out in this world and try to save myself <laughs> before my kids come in here. <laughs> sis, I love you. I love Mahalia. We love you too, sis. Word. All right, holla. That wraps up this week's episode of the Human Doctor Podcast. Special thanks to our favorite brother gastroenterologist, Dr. Chuma Obiname for the beats. Shout out to the Dr. Ashley McMullen for editing and production. Mad love to our podcast family at The Nocturnist and The Clinical Problem Solvers, our med Twitter fam. And especially shout out to all of you, our listeners. Until next week, remember, we see you and you are enough. Holla! Holla.